So what do we have here? A classic case of misdirection? Or is the horse manure really hitting the fans, so to speak, with respect to Joe Biden uh, and the Democrats? Or really, more or less, respect to Joe Biden only, not just the Democrats, because they'll disavow him before they ever let the Democratic Communist movement of the Americas come to a, a, a swift end. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show. You can do so in one of several easy ways. You can either download the free Podbean app, depending on which device you use, through your Google Play Store or your iTunes App Store, search out the Jamie Dury Show and subscribe, or you can use your native podcast aggregator app on either device and simply subscribe to the Jamie Dury Show podcast. Either way, you'll be able to listen You'll be able to subscribe, be notified of episodes as they're uploaded, and you'll be able to leave comments and reviews, and we desperately would like more of both of a positive nature. We strive to do a good job here, so please give us a five-star review and help us grow the show so we can help you in the way of providing you with more frequent, accurate, and unbiased information that you simply will not get from the mainstream media or anyplace else. And forgive me if I sound a little bit under the weather. I'm feeling okay, but I have a bit of a cold. It's affecting my voice. That's why I gave it a rest yesterday. I'd wanted to do one, opened up the week, but uh, I thought better of it, hoping I'd be a little clearer today. Not much better, but enough that we have to do the show. So what is going on with this document scandal? Well, let's get some backdrop here before we go any further. You know already that I had told you that Joe Biden is going to announce that he's running again. At least he thinks he's going to announce he's running again. And you really haven't seen many other people in the Democratic circle raise their hand and say in a very potent way that they plan to challenge Biden for the nomination. And this is in the aftermath of Trump announcing that he's running. No question that Trump is running. And I still say, I don't care what anybody else tells you, that if Trump wants it, there's no one that can take the Republican nomination from him. People can say what they want about DeSantis. Yes, he's a good man. Yes, he's competent. But the MAGA faithful are not going to abandon Trump for DeSantis, at least not as long as Trump is running. They believe that DeSantis owes his political career to Trump. They believe that Trump got screwed out of his reelection. And they believe that Trump definitely got screwed even out of his first term with all these witch hunt um, investigations that have been going on. And so they're not about to abandon him. The only way DeSantis gets the nomination if Trump really feels that he cannot win in the general election, then you may see him decide to bow out. But other than that, and I don't foresee that, he's in for the long haul. Now, that being the case... Why is no one else throwing their hat in the ring? Well, you also know I speculated that um, Obama is really pulling the strings here. I mean, it's clear to anyone uh, of even average intelligence that Joe Biden is mentally handicapped. He is dementia-ridden. There is simply no way he is competent to run even his own life, let alone uh, the country. He cannot do it, and he's not doing it. Other people are doing it, and it's just a reflection and proof of how in bed 
the American mainstream media is with the Democratic Party that no one calls attention to this in the mainstream media. No one is saying, come on, it's time for him to go. There's no way he can be running the country. And who is? So either they know this and they're fine with it, in which case, what are they in terms of being the guardians of truth by being the media? Or they don't know it, in which case they're dumber than the average man or woman. I don't think the latter is true. I think they know it. They don't care because they know who is running it and they approve of Obama and Valerie Jarrett and those people. And they want them to continue to run it. And since he can't run again, that's why they want Biden to run again so they can be the hand that fills the glove that is Joe Biden. But there are other people in the Democratic Party beyond Barack Obama and Valerie Jarrett. And they may decide that it's not a good idea to run Biden against Trump because they may have their doubts about their ability to steal the election from Trump a second time. And the reason I say that is because it's obviously clear to everyone except the really left-wing deluded and the mainstream media that Biden is not lucid, he's not competent. When forced to choose between that and Donald Trump, even people who might not otherwise be wedded to Donald Trump are going to have to agree that Donald Trump is capable, more than capable of running the government. And he did so in a very good fashion when he was president. The economy was good. There were no wars. He was bringing troops home. Minority unemployment was at the lowest since they've been re, uh, recording it and measuring it. There was a lot to recommend. What was so bad about Trump? The fact that uh, he wanted to enforce the laws that Congress passed and close our southern border? He didn't make up these laws. He was enforcing laws that Congress had passed and that every president up to him and after him swears an oath to uphold. So there was not much wrong with Donald Trump. And I think these factions uh, in the Democratic Party uh, that are opposed to Trump uh, and think it's necessary to find someone who can beat him don't believe that Biden can do it a second time for all the reasons we've discussed. So therefore, they're not going along and tow the Obama line. See, Obama and his ilk may be willing to roll the dice because they realize it's their only way of maintaining control over the Democratic Party. Look, they could try and remove Biden by some contrivance yet to manifest itself and then install Newsom, you know, get a corporate uh, player to buy off Kamala Harris and offer her a job uh, for big money. And then she resigns the office of vice president. And then they appoint Gavin Newsom. They control the Senate. So he'll be approved as vice president. And then they get Biden out either with a scandal like this or something to do with his with his son. And he will, of course, not admit to anything, and they won't say that that's why he's gone. But under the pressure or threat of that, he will then um, say that his health is failing and that he has to go and so forth and so on. But the Obamas, make no mistake, they want Biden to be in there. But these other forces are raising their head. And there's a lot to raise their head about. Now, Mitch McConnell, I told you last week, in a contemptible fashion, said that the Trump document case, and this should be treated exactly the same. Well, one, they're not being treated exactly the same. Donald Trump's house was raided 
uh, and he was cooperating. They were not stonewalling. Uh, CNN tried to say there was a big difference between the two cases because Trump was obstructing. They were not obstructing. They had regular dialogue. But there is a difference between the two cases, uh, and CNN wasn't wrong about that. They just didn't highlight the real difference. The real difference is that any documents that Donald Trump was in possession of were documents that he was in possession of that uh, were generated when he became president. And any president has the power to declassify documents, as you know. Vice presidents, on the other hand, have no such power. Now, the documents that Biden seems to have been in possession of are documents from the Obama administration, in which he was vice president. He had no business to possess classified documents after his expiration of his term of office. And they were not declassified documents, because if Obama didn't declassify them, then they're not declassified. They were classified documents. And the more they look into this, the reason you're going to see that they present a problem for him and why he had them is because they had to do with things involving his son and business dealings that his son had with China and Ukraine and foreign governments where he made a lot of money, where we already know from multiple sources that much of that money was kicked back up to the big guy, the big guy being Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been in bed with foreign governments against the interests of the United States for personal profit for as long as we can remember. Biden, you're talking about a man who's never had a job. 50 years, he's never had a job, more than 50 years in politics. All he's done is work for the government and live off the blood of other people, taxpayer dollars. That's absolutely true. And this is why I think primarily uh, these Democratic factions within the party that are not aligned with you know, the Obama's desire to keep Joe Biden in office just so the Obamas can run a shadow government, recognize that this is a real possibility of defeat for them in 2024 because it validates many of the things that Donald Trump alleged in the debates and he's been alleging ever since. And if enough people come to share that view, they know that they're not going to be able to falsify enough votes to, de- uh, to defeat the Trump wave. Uh, many legal experts have weighed in on this. An article here in the, in the Times, discovery of classified documents at president's home renews concerns of son's ties to China, says a cybersecurity advisor. Let me read some pull quotes. Uh, classified documents found at President Joe Biden's Delaware home highlight ongoing concerns about his son Hunter Biden's business ties to individuals associated with the Communist Party, Chinese Communist Party. So said Mr. Rex Lee, a cybersecurity expert with experience in advising both the private sector and the government. He said this in an interview uh, given recently. Uh, Classified documents from Biden's time as vice president have also been discovered at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, where Biden previously had an office and at one of his homes in Wilmington, Delaware. These uh, documents are all over. And unlike the documents that Donald Trump had in his possession, which he had every right to have in his possession, 
They were not secure. Trump kept his stuff locked away in safes. This guy had it in his unlocked garage where his Corvette was. I mean, it's almost laughable. Uh, White House attorneys first disclosed that the first batch of material were found on November 2nd at the the uh, Penn Biden Center. This prompted a follow-up search that led to discovery of more documents uh, over a month and a half later on December 20th in the garage of his home in Wilmington. And on January 11th and 12th, more documents were found in his home library. The potentially classified documents found in the former office space and in his home could have come from his time as vice president. Oh, they most certainly have. I'm sure he's not taking classified documents from the current administration and just traveling with them and leaving them all over. And if he is, that's beyond the pale and should be cause for removal. To treat classified documents in such a cavalier fashion should be almost grounds for impeachment because he's compromising national security. Classified documents are classified for a reason. Now, the document originally discovered on Hunter Biden's laptop, the abandoned laptop, shows that the younger Biden, Hunter, lived in the president's Wilmington, Delaware residence between March 17th and February 18th. This was reported in the New York Post by Miranda Devine, an extremely knowledgeable reporter. Now, the uh, aforementioned Rex Lee, the cybersecurity expert, he raised concerns about this in light of Hunter Biden's ties to China. Now, who knows if he was if these documents were deliberately brought to Hunter Biden so he could peruse them and use them to facilitate his business dealings with the Chinese or attempt to get some leverage on the Chinese, perhaps. But it's not kosher. If you look, quote, at Joe Biden as vice president from 2008 to 2016, these documents have been at that residence at least from 2019, if the reports are correct. And that's the same time that Hunter Biden was renting the residence, which is Joe Biden's home. So that means that not only were classified documents from the Obama administration not kept in a secure fashion, they were not kept by anyone who was authorized to have them, and two, they were at a residence where they were at the disposal of someone who was never even a member of the administration, Hunter Biden a man of questionable character. And Hunter Biden was actively lobbying on behalf of BHR during this timeline. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, BHR is the acronym for Bohai Harvest RST. It's a Chinese private equity firm. And Hunter Biden was a lobbyist for that firm during this time. In 2013, Hunter Biden's investment Uh, firm Rosemont Seneca Partners reportedly signed a deal with Bohai Capital, which is a subsidiary of the state-owned Bank of China, to form a $1 billion joint venture investment fund called Bohai Harvest RST. He personally held a 10% stake in that company as of May 2022 according to the company records. Now, can you just explain to me how someone 
who's the son of such a high-ranking administration official, gets to get in bed for this type of money with a foreign power which has actively sought to undermine the United States of America and our national security on every level, we now know with greater and greater awareness that a large number of these Chinese nationals that come to the United States to study at our institutions of higher learning are really uh, operatives of the Chinese Communist Party. They're spies, in other words. Even liberal universities, I reported this the other day on a show, are beginning to become increasingly aware and increasingly concerned about American secrets being stolen and hijacked and exported to China by virtue of these people who are coming in here as sleepers, uh, pretending to learn, pretending to get an education, but really gathering intelligence and gathering information to our detriment. We still are the light of the world in terms of uh, intellectual property, and as much as the Chinese want to accelerate their military capability, they're not doing it on on their own initiative totally. They're doing it by stealing uh, the labors and the intellectual brilliance of others, primarily of the United States and the Western powers. So the fact that this reprobate, Hunter Biden, this crackhead, this man who has a child with a hooker and then has to be sued um, by the hooker in court for paternity, this man who has an affair with his dead uh, brother Bo's widow while he was still married to his wife, this this crackhead smoking cocaine who his father calls the finest man he knows, that should tell you all you need to know about Joe Biden's judgment and about Hunter Biden and the Biden family at large. Uh, it's, It's beyond the pale that something like this could be allowed to take place, that somebody would say, that the father would even say if he was an honest man, son, I know there's a lot of money to be made here, but why don't you make money someplace else? Maybe make money with some of our allies where nobody could say you had an ax to grind. I can't prevent you from doing business around the world. I mean, it's the fact that I'm the vice president shouldn't put a hamper on you to conduct business, but really, you can't conduct business with with hostile states that are looking to undermine us. Uh, You can't do this. The appearance of impropriety. If he was an honest man, he would have said that. But far from that, he lets his son get in bed with these people, and then he takes a piece of the action for himself. Now, could you imagine if Jared Kushner or Donald Trump Jr. or any of the Trump children or in-laws were engaged in similar deals while Mr. Trump was president? Could you imagine what would be going on? The news media would be calling for his head. They'd be calling for impeachment. They'd be calling for indictments of all the family members so involved. And here, nothing to look at, nothing to see. They pretend as if it's nothing. Well, it's not nothing. It's not nothing by a long shot. Now, Rex Lee, the cybersecurity expert that I mentioned earlier, he further pointed out in this interview that Chinese businessman Patrick Ho who also has ties to Chinese military intelligence and the CCP. He's a member of this business deal. This is another concerning piece of information, he said, and it has to do with Chinese businessman Patrick Ho. He was also associated with and very close to Hunter Biden during this period through the BHR, Bohai Harvest, relationship. Now, Mr. Ho is a Hong Kong-based businessman. He served as Secretary General of the CEFC subsidiary, 
China Energy Fund Committee, an oil conglomerate that made billions of dollars in Russia, Eastern Europe, and parts of Africa. It's amazing how this all gets connected. Entities connected to Hunter Biden in 2017 and 2018, that means business organizations or vehicles that he was connected to, received millions from that Chinese energy giant, China Energy Fund Committee, CEFC. According to a Senate report released on September 23rd of 2020. Amazing how that didn't get much press at the time, even though it was in the heat of a election for the president of the United States. In 2017, another private company, well, these guys just set up private companies to use as shadow companies, called Owasco, Hunter Biden's private company, was paid $1 million to represent the aforementioned Patrick Ho, who was later charged and convicted of international bribery and money laundering offenses stemming from his work for the CFC-backed China Energy Fund Committee, according to that same Senate report. So we have a company paying Hunter Biden a million dollars. He represents someone who represented uh, that company, and that person he represented was charged and convicted of international bribery and money laundering, all stemming from his work with that same company. And we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden's son, Hunter, is as clean as the driven snow. And Rex Lee goes on. And quote, and then this can also tie in James Biden, President Biden's brother, because in 2017, Patrick Ho was arrested in the United States, and the first person that he called was James Biden to get him out of jail. What does that tell you? What does it tell you? You're a person who's a foreign national. You're involved in a company that has ties to the Chinese Communist Party, because everything has ties to the Chinese Communist Party. They're all in bed. You're in bed with the president of the uh, vice president of the United States' son. You're charged and arrested in the United States. You're later convicted of international bribery. And the first person you call after you're arrested is not your attorney. You call the brother of the vice president of the United States to get you out of jail. Well, if you have the ability to call the brother of the, United, of the vice president of the United States to get you out of jail, you know it isn't the brother of of the vice president who's getting you out of jail. It's the vice president. If you've got that kind of relationship with the president, the vice president's family, that's too much of a relationship to have with people that high up in the United States government when you're such a criminal. Doesn't speak well of them. Uh, Now, this is the same time, 2017, when Hunter Biden was supposedly struggling with his addiction to drugs and alcohol. And security expert Rex Lee took note of the fact that the younger Biden might have had access to the documents when he was at the apex of his alcohol and drug problem, and at the same time being associated with Ho. Now, what does that mean? Well, when a person is in the throes of drug and alcohol addiction and needs to get a fix, their judgment is altered and they'll do anything 
to get that monkey off their back, maybe even sell the country down the line. So there's a lot going on here. And that may be why Democrats are turning on Biden. Joe Manchin from West Virginia has called the handling of the classified documents totally irresponsible. It is unbelievable how this could happen. It is totally irresponsible. DOJ took possession of materials it deemed within the scope of its inquiry, including six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials, some of which were from the president's service in the Senate and some of which were from his tenure as vice president, said Bob Bauer, Biden's personal attorney, on January 21st, a day after the discovery. Well, senators don't have the power to declassify, and vice presidents don't have the power to declassify. If these documents, which by Biden's own attorney's admission, are from President Biden's time in those respective offices, he had no business having them in his possession. Why was there no raid there? Why was there no... Well, because we're getting to that, why there was no raid. These findings added to the other classified records from, uh, records from Biden's tenure as vice president. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, Biden is trying to deny. We found a handful of that. We're fully cooperating. Yeah, you're cooperating uh, because you knew if you didn't cooperate, there was going to be a search warrant issued. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Manchin disagrees with Biden's whole cast of this thing. I think he should have a lot of regrets, Manchin told me to press this past week. Whoever's responsible, whether my chief of staff or my staff that were doing this, then I'm going to hold someone accountable. But basically, the buck stops with me. And Biden is not letting the buck stop with him. He says he has no regrets. But I'm telling you, this no regret business is going to be short-lived. This is a couple of ways you could look at this. I really wanted to hit this because we're getting into such uh, uncharted waters in this country. We're getting into such partisan uh, politics that it's difficult sometimes to divine what came first, the chicken or the egg. Um, why did they go after Donald Trump? Why did they go after those documents? Just to make Trump's life miserable? Of course, makes Trump's life miserable. Now, there's a couple of ways you can look at this. Did they legitimately go after Trump to try and screw him over and had their plan stymied by this unfortunate discovery of, uncla of classified documents in possession of Joe Biden when he wasn't supposed to have them? And now, because of that, they don't want to prosecute Biden but uh, therefore, if they don't prosecute Biden, they can't prosecute Trump. So it's a wash. That's one way of looking at it. Or did they know even before they went after Trump that these documents that Biden has were in existence and they just held it back like they held back so many other things during the election? Let the search of Trump's house go forward and then release this scandal with Biden so they could protect Biden from being prosecuted because now they're going to say, well, Trump got his documents discovered first. We're not going to prosecute him. We don't prosecute me and everything's fine. That's another way of looking at it. Or it could be something even less sinister. Could simply be 
that they were trying to go after Trump all along and other people knew about the Biden documents. And now that they've come to light, that makes it very difficult to prosecute Mr. Trump because he was the president at the time and he did have the power to declassify those documents. And he has maintained through his attorneys that the documents that the Justice Department seized were, in fact, declassified. He can declassify documents at any time. And I understand if the documents uh, were generated in his administration, he can reserve the power to declassify them even when he's out of office. But that uh, I'll leave for legal experts. But definitely he can declassify documents as president. And it could be that after all this was said and done, these Documents that Biden just were fortuitously discovered. But however it shook out, however it began, the one thing I will go on record as saying right now is I firmly believe that there's going to be pressure exerted within the Justice Department from various factions within the Democratic Party. People who definitely do not wish to see Joe Biden run again for all the reasons I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast. They may be anti-Obama people, or that may just be because, even though they may not be anti-Obama, they really don't feel that the Obama puppet is capable of pulling off a second questionable victory against Donald Trump, or any Republican for that matter. And therefore, it isn't just a matter of Obama losing control of the shadow government, it's a matter of the Democrats losing control of the shadow government and risking having a lot of things exposed and unraveled, and they don't want that to happen. So they're willing to do anything to ensure that they maintain control of the White House. I personally don't think that's going to happen. Uh, they're not going to maintain the, uh, the control of the White House, no matter what they do. Um, I, I just can't see anybody on the Democratic side emerging as a formidable challenger. If they had one, they wouldn't have had to put up this relic, keep them in the basement, and steal votes in order to get a, a, sh- a shadow election uh, forced down the throat of the American people. The vast majority of the American people now don't believe in any way, shape, or form that uh, Joe Biden was legitimately elected. And even those who uh, voted for him, a significant percentage have said, now in light of all that has come out after those elections about Hunter Biden, his relationship with foreign powers, hostile to the United States, the great financial rewards he and his family and his father received as a consequence of those relationships. Had they known at the time, they never would have voted for him. Another reason why, as I said earlier, these early voting uh, mechanisms that we have are ridiculous because you never know when a piece of critical information that may affect your voting choice, is going to be released. So therefore, the longer you can hold on to your vote before you cast it, the better position you are in when you do cast it. But they don't want people to know these things. They want people to vote blindly. So I still think that by hook or by crook, this is a battle now. It's all going to depend who's going to win the battle. The Obama forces, who want Biden in there at all costs so they can continue to control him, or the people that don't believe Biden can win in the Democratic Party. That's the battle. So it remains to be seen if he stays or if they succeed in getting him out by threatening prosecutions of his son, quietly, of course, they'll never say that openly, and Biden will cite health concerns and say he has to 
leave. But the problem they still have, and they don't know how they're going to do this, because again, this is uncharted territory, um, is how do we get rid of Kamala Harris? Because if Biden resigns, Kamala Harris becomes the president. Now, she may be dumb as a stump and twice as thick, but once she has that office, she's not going to let anyone tell her what to do. She's an egotistical woman, and she's going to do whatever she damn pleases. So this causes us to have to think out of the box. Well, what's the simplest way to do it? We've had vice presidents that have resigned before because of scandal. We've never, in recent memory, maybe perhaps back in the 1800s, I'd have to look, because vice presidents never really had much to do prior to uh, the assassination of JFK. I mean, prior to that time... Um, Vice presidents didn't get all the information that they, that they should have gotten. Actually, it really changed uh, in FDR. FDR was president for, well, he was reelected to four terms. He died in his, in his fourth term. And when Truman took over, there was so much he didn't know. He didn't know about the A-bomb. He didn't know about a lot of things. And ever since then, slowly but surely, the vice presidents were kept up to speed, reading the same material often that goes on the president's desk, so that if something happened, he'd be ready to jump in and assume office. Richard Nixon was one of the most active vice presidents in history, appearing in the news almost every day. Uh, and so it could, it could very well be that uh, we've, we've had someone resign. We've had Spiro Agnew resign, but I don't know that we've had anyone resign you know, in, in days of yore, simply because they decided they didn't want to be vice president anymore. But I don't think it's illegal to resign. It's not beyond the pale. There's no reason, there's no law on the books that says you can only resign if you've uh, been compromised. You can say, listen, I'm, I, I don't want to do this anymore. My wife is sick. Uh, uh, she may be dying. I want to spend time with her. I'm resigning. Get a replacement. So operating on that assumption that it's perfectly legal to resign, and it is, Money corrupts absolutely. You get a big company to offer Kamala Harris a big job for money that she will never realize in her lifetime, and they hire her. She now resigns. They have to find a suitable replacement. The name that's been floated among the people I speak to is Gavin Newsom because he's a well-known governor, and he happens to be governor of the largest, most populous state in this country with a guaranteed 54 electoral votes. They appoint him. He's approved by the Senate because they control it. And now he's the new vice president. Now Joe Biden can safely resign, and Gavin Newsom can run. He can become the president, and he can now seek his party's nomination. And I will guarantee you, that they will probably put a provision in there. There'll be nothing that prevents Kamala Harris from running, because I don't know that she would take it if she knew she could never run again, because she's not that old. But they will give her enough money to get her out of there. That would be one way they could do it. But I don't think that the plan to get rid of Joe Biden will succeed unless they can figure out a way to get rid of Kamala Harris first. They're going to have to get her out of office first. And then it'll be very easy to leverage old Sleepy Joe out of the White House. So that is what we're waiting to unfold. In the meantime, while we're looking at that, something else 
came to my attention that I wanted to speak about. For all of these people, and I highlight this case for all of those who say it was all nonsense, that uh, Donald Trump was in fact an agent of Russia, even though we know more and more that these things were all made up. It's not even a question now. The Christopher Steele dossier was completely made up, bought and paid for by the Democrats, by Hillary Clinton. It's known now. They've appointed, I don't know how many people to investigate Donald Trump, all of whom hated him, and nobody could find anything on him. And still, they want to believe that he's an agent of Russia. Well, lo and behold, we have this chap, Charles McGonagall. Who is Charles McGonagall, or who was Charles McGonagall? Charles McGonagall was a former special agent in charge of the FBI's counterintelligence division in New York, who retired in 2018. Now, I am going to speak to some friends of mine in New York law enforcement who were in counterintelligence to see if they know anything about this chap that they may be able to share with me. But for the time being, that was his official title. He was a special agent in charge, the SAC, as they call them, of the FBI's counterintelligence division in New York. He has been arrested and charged with violating U.S. sanctions by agreeing to provide services to one Oleg Deripaska, a sanctioned Russian oligarch. He was charged alongside another man, Sergei Shestakov, a former Soviet and Russian diplomat who later became a U.S. citizen and a Russian interpreter for courts and government offices through a five-count indictment unsealed in Manhattan Federal Court yesterday. They were arrested, they meaning McConaughey and Shestikov, on Saturday. Now, this is being reported by Fox News. The indictment is a rare move by federal prosecutors to bring charges against a former senior FBI official before a federal grand jury, though not referenced in or related to the indictment. McGonagall, while serving as chief of the cybercrime section at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C., was one of the first bureau officials to learn of allegations that George Papadopoulos, a campaign advisor for former President Donald Trump, boasted that he knew Russians had dirt on Hillary Clinton, launching the investigation into alleged Russia election interference known as Operation Crossfire Hurricane, Business Insider previously reported. Of course, we now know since then that that information that George Papadopoulos boasted of was deliberately fed to him by Democrat and Clinton operatives so that he would boast about it. They gave him the information. They created their own investigation by creating the source. The bottom line is it was investigated six ways to Sunday. There's no evidence tying Donald Trump to anyone. And isn't it amusing that one of the agents who initially brought this information forward is now himself been arrested because he's a Russian stooge. He's a hack. He's an operative for the enemy. You just can't make this stuff up. I have to believe. I have to believe that there's a God. 
and that he's looking down and he's not going to allow this to happen. I have to believe there's going to be closure. I have to believe there's going to be vindication for Donald Trump, and we're seeing it. And can you imagine if this type of thing is going on in an administration run by Democrats, if despite all of the swamp, we're still getting people like this Charles McGonigal, a former special agent in charge, in a rare move being indicted and brought before a federal grand jury as being almost a traitor to the United States, and this is happening in a democratically controlled administration, could you imagine what kind of dirt we're not seeing because it's being covered up? It could very well be that these people are just being sacrificed. I'm not saying they're not guilty, but it could be they're being sacrificed because they want to misdirect. Look over here, not over there. Hey, over here, shiny object. I got a Russian... I got a Russian operative who used to be an FBI agent, special agent in charge. Look over here. Forget. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. If they're letting us see this, could you only imagine what they're not letting us see? I want to see all of it. And to do that, I have to see Donald Trump back in the White House. Because he's the only one that I know of that has the courage the fortitude to pull back that curtain and let us see who's behind it. For the Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury. <laughs>